0: the pie boy podcast hey what's up it's sparky and this is the pie boy podcast and this is what episode are we on pretty sure it's 95 no 96 holy smokes Look at me losing track because I'm getting so close to my goal uh, of 100. And it's going to end right at 100. I've been thinking about doing other things, um, but I'm going to hit 100 and we're going to take a little break. And there's maybe be some little side things that come out, but then the story is going to change a little bit. We'll get there. Just tune in. You'll understand. So today is more grace, but it's also a lot of people won't understand this because this was not their childhood. And if this happened at their house, this would have been not okay. But at my house, it was okay. Um, Just all out destruction of belongings, of personal belongings and houseware and your house and cars and bikes and motorcycles and tools uh my buddy lumpy my neighbor growing up out in lost canyon malina oregon um was very hard on things and today's story is talking about all the stuff that used to just destroy and tear up and break and moments where we were being a menace to society Um, Because, you know, I was talking to my brother about this and we felt uh, reflecting on it because we started talking about jackass and like all the prank trends that are on TikTok and thing like the devious lick and we did stuff like that, but not to get famous. There is a difference and that's what we were talking about. We did it because we actually like we were rebelling against hard times, things that were happening. This was like 9 11 times, like post 9 11, things that are like very locked down and scary, just like now, but in a different way. And <clears throat> we were trying to, you know, just release all this confusion and pain and grief and all this stuff. And yeah, we were destroying stuff, but it wasn't to get famous on TikTok, it's because we are feeling these things that they are probably feeling too. But they're doing it to get, like, thinking famous, becoming famous is going to cover all that up, and it doesn't. It's just going to make it worse in the long run. So they're learning those things in the hard way, but I relate with them in another way. It's very interesting. And today's story is about some of those things with my buddy Lumpy, who was kind of the leader of those expeditions into the destruction. Of things around us, destruction of our world, um, to have fun and to release the beast. As uh, Hunter S. Thompson would talk about, how we all have this beast inside of us and if we don't let it out. Don't let it out. It's got to force it its way out. And that's usually when bad things happen. And you can fill in the blanks of whatever that could be, but gotta release the beast. And because we're all human, we're all animal deep down. And my buddy Lumpy was a professional at that. And I'd follow his lead because I was feeling all the normal things that teenage kids were feeling in those times, but also extra stuff. Uh, Family pain and trauma and ace uh, score things. Um, Just trauma. So I was expressing myself in these crazy things that we did. And the story is called For Whom the Bell Tolls because my buddy lumpy definitely had a hankering for destruction and there was a bat signal or a, a bell that would chime related to that he definitely was picking up on that vibration and that sound no doubt and lumpy had this tendency to be hard on things like i said to not only break but to destroy He was notorious for breaking tools, household items, cars, just to name a few. Uh, And something that should last five to ten years, maybe longer, like a lawnmower or a chainsaw, per se. Um, But in our neighborhood, it would only last three months if we were lucky. Speaking of which, Lumpy's family had gotten a brand new green and yellow John Deere riding lawnmower tractor and i knew it was trouble he used to ride it down to our house like he stole it and the cops were on his tail he would bomb the shit out of it trying to pop wheelies on potholes and would really scrape the blades on the harsh gravel driveway down to our house within three months the blades were trash Useless and his dad took off the mower part and because of it It became just another slow moving vehicle to ride around and soup up and tried to wheelie and It's kind of a lumpy wanted in anyway, and it happened Lumpy also had this old-school dirt bike <clears throat> A 1970s Honda 350, this big, heavy, fast, dangerous thing to ride that was pretty solid when he first got it, but as the weeks went by, almost every trip down to the house, a new part would be broken or about to fall apart or off or gone. First it was the front brakes, then the throttle cable, then the clutch, then the kickstand, then the muffler, which would drive everyone crazy in Lost Canyon. It was so loud, and you could hear it coming from at least a mile away. It made this weird bubbling sound, and we started calling it the bubble machine, because the muffler was totally gone, and the exhaust was just pouring out the side of the manifold. We would hear him revving it at his house. And my dad would say, oh, no, here comes Lumpy in the bubble machine. Saturday morning, eight o'clock on the dot. He rode the bubble machine bike hard. Like every time he rode it, like it was a rally race. I'll put it that way. He blasted down the hill on it, and then quickly did a burnout or a cookie in our driveway, sending gravel into the cars and the house, sometimes open windows of the house or the cars or sunroofs. My dad and stepmom were his biggest fans. Let me tell you all about it. Uh, and my dad... <laughs> When my stepmom wasn't around, would say he was like the Night Rider from Mad Max, screaming, "I am the Night Rider." Excuse me, I didn't want to scream; it was terrible. Um, but if you've ever seen Mad Max, the very first of that kind of franchise from the '70s, crazy. There's this motorcycle drunk, crazy person in it that calls himself the Night Rider. It's, yeah um and he, <laughs> my dad said he was just like this guy and would pretend like lumpy was riding around and he would tell stories like oh about lumpy being the night rider and screaming his catchphrase as he terrorized our neighborhood one burnout and bubble pop at a time this dude was something else And ultimately, he broke so much stuff. I can't even write the whole list. It's too much. It's too long. My buddies and I estimate he did at least a million dollars of damage in his lifetime. Maybe more. And you might scoff at that. But if I had time to sit down and think about every single thing just at my house... I think we're getting close to the, the Millie, but think about these, the light in my room with a golf club our vacuum for upstairs, the window and door handle on the passenger side of my truck and my dad's work car, countless CDs and CD players from playing them on repeat or too loud. And uh, he blew out the piston on my Honda 50. Uh, Muddy boots in the car and in the house a hole in the door to my parents bedroom I'll tell you the story soon basketball rims destroyed nets destroyed toys My stepmom's dishes countless toilets toilet seats stall doors urinals hand towel dispensers sink handles Computer knobs, keys, or buttons, flashlights, wrenches, screwdrivers, saws, lawn tools, fishing poles, remotes, windows, anywhere, car engine parts, whole cars, doors, light switches, seat belts, chairs, beds, your favorite shirt. This is just the stuff I witnessed. And you name it, Lumpy probably had a hand in breaking or destroying it. And words spread across the neighborhood, and people would ask us if he was coming over uh, with us to the parties they invited us to and the barbecues as well, so they could put away, they wanted to know this, if he was coming, so they could put away anything nice because they didn't want Lumpy to break it. That was literal words I heard out of adults' mouth. When from 12, no, maybe 10, to 22. And at the same time, Lumpy wasn't helping his case, he had this thing about hearing the word no. He would always ask first before borrowing something, or such as a tool, but he would not, always listen to the answer. The word no to Lumpy was like a dare. If someone told him no, then he would do whatever it took to be able to use the tool or the thing in question. It would become his quest to make it happen and use the thing and would go to great lengths to make it happen. The most memorable thing he broke at our house was our weed whacker. Maybe more than one. My dad had told him many times he could not borrow our Weed Whacker or anything else because of his track record of destruction. Truth be told, my dad was just as bad with breaking and fixing things. But he was not as reckless. He just didn't pay attention well and was hard on the things he used. He's... Also not as mechanically inclined as lumpy was We actually had three or four weed whackers at this point in time and lawnmowers for this reason But my dad always had one tool or machine that worked well and he would keep out of reach from people like lumpy so we'd have all these ones in the pit waiting and the one that was solid and we pulled parts from these others And make it work. I would always help or Lumpy to make the make sure everything was put back together correctly. Didn't always work out that way. It was like the three Stooges working together. And if something is going to be broken at our house, it would be my dad breaking it, and not the Mad Scientist Lumpy. Like that's my stuff to break, not you. So one day when we went out as a family doing errands or a basketball tournament or a baseball game, whatever it was, Lumpy snuck over to our house and found the good Weed Whacker. The number one slot. He fired it up and was weed whacking some brush near our property line and his in the up in the field. I'm not totally sure what happened next, because Lumpy bullshitted my, the story, but when we came home, we saw a cloud of smoke coming from the top of the field. Like there was a bonfire happening in the field. So after we unloaded, Dad and I went to the top of the field to see what was going on. My dad knew right away, and he said, that goddamn lumpy. There it was, our weed whacker, charred and smoking at the top of the field, about to catch... The forest on fire I ran down and got a bucket of water and put it the fire out my dad was so mad and he tried to blame me for letting lumpy borrow the weed whacker which was bullshit I wasn't even there that was my alibi I was with him and I definitely said no and my dad said what in the fuck about 30 times before we got to the bottom of this issue. He said he didn't mind people, especially Lumpy borrowing our stuff, but the dumbass had only put gas in it and not mixed it with two cycle oil. Like a small engine such as this needs. He got a 50-50 at gas and oil. So it doesn't explode and overheat. And obviously, I just told you how this thing works. This caused the motor to overheat and explode and then catch fire. And Lumpy left it in our field. And engines, I learned in this moment, truly can't run long without oil. Just like humans can't live long without water. It's very similar. My dad was the most pissed about him leaving it on fire for us to find. Think about it. Like somebody stole your car. Do you really like it's great if you find it. Do you really want to find it? Especially if you find it destroyed or on fire. Think about it. Very similar situation here. And my dad wanted to go to his house and confront him. Just like we've done in the past. But he didn't for some reason. Uh, I think he knew Lumpy would be down at the house at some point and put on the dumb act. Uh, And they would talk about it. I called Lumpy and cussed him out later, and he just laughed and said, Sorry, man, I thought your dad would have mixed the gas before putting it by the weed whacker. Uh, Which, when I think about it, yeah. Why would you have separate gas, not already mixed, just sitting around? And other people have no idea but, but you. I know he never said anything. He would never tell us if he did that or not. He would just assume like he was only going to worry about it. Anyway, but it was always funny how in these situations, my dad or Lumpy would find a hole in each other's argument or story and then exploit it and then (laughs) just stupidity would happen but uh, i just can't believe he thought my it was my dad's fault truly and we laughed but i told him my dad was after him which was true he avoided the house for about two weeks until he got the courage to come down and apologize he ended up cutting some wood with my dad and they were square in the end man what a freaking joker i don't want to babble too long because um, i have other ex stories that's one of my favorites with the the destruction for the for whom the bell tolls with lumpy it's just a destructive destructive spirit but some, other, I'll here's some songs, some music to think about in these moments. I would, ju- I, if I could visualize this for you, it would be a montage of all of those things happening. Like the, imagine the muddy boots, or him crashing a go kart, or a car in our field, or blowing up paint cans in our field, or clogging the toilet and breaking it at my house and the water coming through the ceiling downstairs. Um, so many things, but I have some stories, but the music, the soundtrack to this would definitely be war pigs by black Sabbath. I that had come on the other day on serious uh, classic vinyl and they haven't played a lot of black Sabbath. That's a whole different story, but it just made me think of this destruction and Moments of grace that I had with Lumpy and enjoying the destruction and mayhem and living on the edge with my friend, and how it helped me forget about the traumas in my life and deal with them, even at the cost of property damage and other things related. So uh one time we put a hole in the in my parents bedroom door to up to their brand new bedroom after it got remodeled we were gotten a a literal fist fight because we had the screen mask out and we were trying to scare people that weekend or that month or whatever of halloween and just kind of got old i think it might have been after halloween um or something and we got in a fist fight and i punch him right in the mouth because he punched me right in the nose. Cause so we were just tired of the pranks. And I remember his lip blood and he was like, I'm fucking bleeding. And he like hit me and like we both kind of went down. Like we grabbed each other after that. And we whatever we did, uh the ironing board fell toward us towards us. And even though we were fighting my friend it fucking grabbed me. To like move me out of the way. he's like, Look out! And we both roll and it like flies and would have like, it was metal. It would have popped me pretty good in the head or something, but it went through the fucking door. I don't know how my parents didn't wake up, but then we just let them find it the next day. And my dad was like, What in the fuck? And he woke up and Lumpy was like, Well, I'll see you later and just went out the back door on that one anyway it's totally lumpy's fault everything is tied to lumpy and people used to say oh you blame it all on lumpy i was like no it's not that i blame him he's just always there and sometimes he it was his idea and i just went for it other times i initiated like hey you know it'd be funny yeah but you know what it was just as much my fault here you go haters Another time, uh, another notorious crazy person from our neighborhood, um, I won't say his real name, but he is this guy with ADD, like, so bad, and it's the first time I ever heard what that was, like, dude was just, like, jumping up and down all the time, <clears throat> and he's one of the other parents and, like, coaches of younger kids around my brother's age and my sister's age, but he was friends with my dad and we'd go to parties at their house because they would drink and get hosed. And we went there on the 4th of July and he was one of those people that he knew about Lumpy. Like he thought it was all fucking funny when it was at our house. But then if we were coming to his house, it was like locked down. It's Lumpy coming over. Yeah, he is. And my dad would laugh and he'd be like, dude, like tell him like, don't touch my shit. Like we just got a tractor and if Lumpy touches it. I'm gonna lose my shit. That's literally what he said. And we're like, dude, it's gonna be okay. My dad is like trying to kind of fun him and sweet talk him, but we know it's not really working. Anyway, I know he doesn't believe us because Lumpy just had this special energy and power that he could just overcome anything with destruction and he could make it happen even it was like the most unlikely chance that something would work at all and if it didn't work it'd still be brilliant he just had the best luck and timing and so we're over there and like <laughs> it's watching lumpy like hog and lumpy's pretty good on locked in they it's not letting him play with the fireworks there And I can tell he's getting antsy and not liking what's going on. He's being short. He's fucking messing with me and picking on me. He's getting pissed because he wants to do fireworks or something. wants to destroy something and make people laugh and put on a show. Well, anyway, finally the parents get liquored up enough and they let him have some fireworks. And I can't remember if it was the first or second jackass had come out. And at one point, they're doing bottle rockets out of their ass and different things tied it to their wieners and other crazy shit. And Lumpy gets the idea to put the bottle rocket, or not the bottle rocket, the Roman candle, like what, what looks like up his butt, but like down his pants with his pants down and bent over. And he's doing it, and everybody's laughing. So he starts like, Laughing, and he's going with it, and he starts losing aim, and he starts shooting the fucking tractor, and this dude starts tripping like he's gotta move it. He's jumping up and down, and we're laughing because everybody's hammered. <laughs> anyway, good times. He got banned from li- for life from their house. And my dad thought it was one of the funniest things that ever happened in our Swain family adventures. Definitely the Griswolds 2.0. Uh, had a bomb making station. I had a whole different chapter on this, but I decided not to publish it. I don't know. It's not the vibe. It's part of this story and I can do it in a small smaller version so anyway we had this digger truck so basically an auger truck like a truck with a big driller arm that could drill like 10 or 15 foot holes for pole barns and it wasn't my dad's billboard company for putting out bill posts anyway we had it and had all these storage compartments and different things that you could lock and things like that kind of like toolboxes well anyway over few month period of like summer and into the fall lumpy and some of my other friends were commandeering all kinds of different aerosol cans like paint cans and starter fluid and wrenches and sandpaper and hammers and nails and gunpowder and all this shit to make bombs <clears throat> and fireworks and all like M80s and these like cherry popper things. Whistle, pick a little peeps, or you slam the end with a hammer and it turn like you light it, and usually it would just go whoosh, like flare, but then it would blow up if you hit it with a hammer. Crazy shit. Anyway, these guys, when I wasn't around, when I was still going to my see my grandparents and my mom on the coast every other weekend, they would sneak down there because my dad would and stepmom would have parties. They would sneak down there, bring shit from their house or whoever's house, or steal it from my house because nobody's paying attention, and make bombs and blow up crazy shit. We had done it all together at one point with my dad, and because we were trying to get some like a bee's nest and it wasn't working, we we're trying to burn this giant log that we weren't going to pay to get moved. And, yeah, we're out there blowing up cans on accident, and then it turned into a game. And then after that, my friends just, like, couldn't stop until my dad and I found it. And my dad was like, what in the fuck is this? And him and some other parents put it all together and, like, called us down Because they caught him during a a party and called us all down, and like the one dad told a scary story about how he was playing with uh, aerosol cans as a kid with fire, and one blew up and killed his friend. And all it was just crazy, traumatic things. Did not stop Lumpy and my other friend. We called the pyro at all. Definitely stopped me. I was scared of all that shit, and Lumpy knew that and was just like that's why he did sneaky shit like that he didn't want me to know or hurt my feelings but then I would and I'd be like dude why did you do that and he's like ah dude I just can't help it. I love this shit <laughs> It's dead serious too he was just a maniac he was just a crazy person and I loved him so much <sighs> anyway one other stupid things oh and then in my room uh, this is gonna run out. I'll have to go a little bit over 30 minutes. So sorry um, But I guess i screw around in my room on the weekends before Parties and it was and all that kind of stuff. It was just hanging out at my house and Come to find out some of my friends were sneaking drinks and smoking different things And I didn't totally know because they would wait to get twisted until I fell asleep anyway Uh, So, we'd be up there screwing around. One time we were just like hitting all kinds like wiffle balls and different shit in my bedroom with a golf club. Stupid. The ceilings are barely high enough for us to miss. We're missing by inches every time. And at one point we're distracted. My sister's in there messing with us too and her dumb little friends. And Lumpy blasts the light bulb. So, like, explodes because it's still plugged in like sparks <laughs> on like a freaking slice and like shoots a wiffle ball break something over there so then we're trying to clean it all up and swing in the golf club even more my sister whaps somebody It just insane but lumpy is so happy he's like a pig and shit and that saying is so true for moments like that he just love that And I'd be there just trying to survive and love it too. Yeah. Yeah, it was special times. And I needed those things to distract me from the traumas of my life. And just circle back around. I'm thinking about um, Lumpy and why we did this stuff. And it really was like the battlegrounds. Man. We are dealing with crazy stuff, like straight up neglect, uh, parents not paying attention or watching us real well at all. Um, at certain points, like my dad would pay attention to us like hardcore for practices and, sp- and family adventures and things. But then other times, as soon as it was time to like, there was other adults around and we were at a certain age, like. All of a sudden, it's like, boom, it's time to get fucked up. It's time to party and bullshit and goof around and shoot guns or fish and not be on point, not, not beyond point, not beyond duty, 100%. You know, like if something happened, yeah, but it was time to goof around. And then those moments when they were going for it, letting the beast out, then we let the beast out and i don't know i think about my dad says god we want things to be good for your daughter now and like things were great for you and whatever all the opportunities and things and yes like yeah i definitely had privilege in certain ways but at the same time like i have no idea the kind of shit we're going through like dealing with all the misogyny and sexism and hate and not talking about mental health and feelings and homophobia and all this different stuff from their generations generation boomers and generation x on us and like we we took on all the shit that they dealt with plus all the news of the millennium the internet is happening at this point exploding um there's a lot of stuff put on us and yeah we did stupid shit but like we were rebelling against all it was like battlegrounds it was different like yeah my family in different generations had it really hard we had it hard in a whole different way and the kids today have it hard in a whole different way much different and ours is weird so like we can relate to them on the the millennial traumas of like social media fucking you up and common day stuff going on, but we have the old stuff which some they'll never know. And I think about how do I bridge that gap? What well, telling stories like this? Possibly start to understand like what are the things that they did or they do to let the bees out do they understand these concepts so we all have this animal in us and when we're bottled up and told no 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 for so long that we just explode sometimes in our behavior we go straight when people say straight gorilla going uh i don't know there's so many things that you could say um about like letting the beast out but I'm just rambling and I don't want to do that so we'll end it on that and just say it's okay let the beast out there's a new movie uh Disney movie turning red about this family that they believe in uh, I think they're in China and uh, part of their ancestry uh, people uh, this like warrior poet um princess or maybe she was the queen in their empress uh lineage in their family um believes in this the spiritual animal the red panda and how it is a protector of their family and how she was able to become it and transform it well anyway the modern version is this little girl like when she becomes a lady has this thing and the animal within is released and the rest of her family is contained in trying to put it into this like lock and separate it well she decides that she kind of wants to just hold on to it. it's part of who she is and the message is like letting out who you are letting the beast within like is better than holding it back and being something that you're not and that trauma of holding that in and what that does repressing yourself is just bad even the while wow, the good and the bad parts of yourself, you gotta find a balance. And that's kind of what we were doing. We're letting the beast out. And that's what Lumpy was doing and can follow suit then. Or I did, but I can do it now in different ways by getting adrenaline rush like from running or working out or <clears throat> doing demo on a house or a project. Um things like that, and you can too. Think about that. Think about those things in your life. And that being said, happy hunting. Until next time, we're one step closer to 100. So thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Peace.